share a few passages of Scripture with you. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to read in Matthew 7. says in verse 11, um, it's been a couple of Wednesdays since I've ministered here. That last Wednesday we had, it was in reference to something Michelle was saying about the gifts of the Spirit and fear. And I wanted to deal with that just a moment tonight. Matthew 7, verse 11, if you then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? Evil men know how to give good, but there's no evil in God. There's no shadow of turning in the Lord. The Lord is holy. He's pure. He's right. He's just. God's intentions and everything that He does in our life is for His glory and our joy. That's John 15. That we abide in Him and His words abide in us so that we can have a prayer life, intimacy with the Father, where our prayers are being answered, which gives us joy. But God is being glorified, which He delights in His glory. And so if evil men know how to give good things, when you ask your heavenly Father for gifts, you do not have to fear that he would give you something evil, that he would give you something that would tarnish your reputation or bring destruction into your life. In the Gospel of Luke chapter 11 Luke renders it just a little bit differently, but it's beautiful what he puts here. He says in verse 13, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? And truly, the greatest gift that could ever be given to us of our Heavenly Father is the Holy Spirit. For He is the means by which everything that belongs to the Lord is made real to us. Apart from the Holy Spirit, there's nothing about that invisible kingdom that could be tangible or even recognizable to us. And so when we ask the Lord, when we ask our Father to give us the Holy Spirit, we don't have to fear that God would give us something evil. We don't have to fear that some wicked, evil, or demon influence may come upon our life. This typically happens when maybe somebody goes to the grave of somebody that maybe was famous in Christianity They stand over their grave and pray for their spirit or their anointing. You're going to probably get something really bad. You know, or maybe if we're asking men to give us something, then maybe we would have reason for concern. But beloved, when we pray to our heavenly father through Jesus Christ, 
for the Lord to give us the Holy Spirit, He's not going to give you something evil. He's not going to curse you. He is not going to bring something harmful into your life. He loves you. There are others, and there are people that pursue others, others that are false, others that might preach a a false doctrine and a false truth and follow false spirits, and they want these men to maybe lay their hands on them and impart to them something. You might get something really bad. But when you pray to your heavenly Father through Jesus Christ, you're not going to receive something evil, but you're going to receive those things that are good. You're going to receive the Holy Spirit, the good spirit of the Lord. And I want to read in 2 Timothy 1, just very quickly, I wanted to share this with you, talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God. And he tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, he says to Timothy, I'm, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. That word in the Greek, stir up, means to inflame your mind, excite your mind, think, meditate, remember, understand the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. And it is wonderful when true men and women of God can pray for each other who believe the truth of God and are sound and we can pray for one another because God gives gifts that way. And you as a believer are trusting your Father to give you good gifts. But he says this in verse 16, inflame your mind, excite your mind, about the gift that was given to you. And truly that great gift is the Holy Spirit. And he says in verse 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. And that word fear means timidity or cowardice. It's to not act because you're afraid. It's to not do what is required. Because you're timid. Or maybe the people that you have to act in front of seem to be very, very bold. And perhaps you would be persecuted if you were actually to do something that the Spirit of God, the gift of God in you desires to do. Maybe it would offend people. Maybe it would scare people. And you might suffer persecution Well, Paul says to Timothy, God has not given you that spirit of fear. God does not give you timidity or cowardice. But God, and this is what's so wonderful, God gives us power and love and a sound mind. And that's beautiful. That's what God gives us. Power is supernatural living. Power is the ability to be able to function as children of God in supernatural acts and demonstrations of the Holy Spirit through our life and the love of God 
which is the maturity of a saint, and a sound mind, which is a person that is not out of control, but a person that is cooperating with God, is in in control of their senses. And they don't look a fool, but they look like they're in control. I don't think there was ever a moment when Jesus looked like a fool because the Spirit of God was moving through him. He was extremely sound and profound and was able to counter everything that was said. Even as some people might say today, you know, well, we're just drunk in the Spirit and we're, you know, people are just kind of acting out of control. We're just drunk in the Spirit. When they accused the apostles in the upper room of being drunk in the Spirit, not like a drunken man, but to correct that, Peter spoke and said, we are not drunk, as you suppose. But Joel's prophecy has just been fulfilled. And with soberness and authority and power and love and a sound mind, the Holy Spirit ministered through Peter and 3,000 people came into the kingdom of God. Not because of a supposedly drunken stupor, but men and women in their right mind, in the mind of Christ, ministering out of the power of God. And he says in verse 8, Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of the Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. And that would also deal with that fear. Because Paul lived in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Paul operated in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so he says, Don't be ashamed of the testimony of the Lord. And he also said that you might be partakers of the afflictions of the gospel. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be timid. Don't be a coward. Because that's not a spirit that God has given you. But God gives you power and love and a sound mind. And there's an answer for every one of us to be bold in Jesus Christ. And it's not numbers of people around us cheering us on. It's not even believing that you're right. But it is the supernatural influence and power of the Holy Spirit. And so Paul said to Timothy, inflame your mind. Understand what's happened to you. Understand what's been given to you, this gift of God. And God does not give bad gifts or evil gifts, but he gives the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes to manifest Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit comes to remove our excuses that we oftentimes use and say, I'm not qualified. I'm not intellectual. I don't know enough. I'm not skilled in the Bible enough. But the Holy Spirit gives you something much better than all of that. He gives you the ability and the capacity To literally walk with Jesus Christ. So that when people encounter you, they can't explain you other than you have been with Jesus. Jesus has influenced your life. You know things by experience and directly from from the Spirit of the Lord. You know His Word. You know His truth. You know his life. And so Paul is 
desiring for Timothy to not forget or neglect the gift that had been given to him by the laying on of hands. And beloved, if you're a Christian, if you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives in you. And if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit as a Christian, you might have been water baptized. You might have been baptized where you have been baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. But if you haven't been baptized by Jesus in the Holy Spirit, you need to ask your Father tonight for the power of God, the gift of the Lord, because He's going to give you His Spirit. He's going to give you something very, very good that is going to transform us from a people that may tend to make excuses into a person that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God can do that through me. God can speak that through me. God can stand up to that through me. God can answer that through me. Is there a sick person? God can pray for them through me. Is there a person oppressed, tormented by the devil? God can deliver them through me. There is nothing that God cannot do. And he lives inside of me. And I believe that God can do that in me. That's the influence of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about presumption. But I'm talking about reality and power and experience in God. Our world is desperate for this. The only thing that's going to break the powers of this culture and break the powers of this this darkness, set people free from trans movements and woke movements and addictions, is the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to break the powers of darkness that are upon people's lives. And young people don't want talk. They want reality. Beloved, there's no power like the power of God that desires to live inside of you. But inflame your mind to that and... And excite your mind to the fact that God has gifted you, every one of us. Don't look to the stage for the manifestation of God. Don't look to the preacher for the manifestation of God. Look to the Lord and believe that God lives in you. And God will do these things through you. From the Amplified Bible, I read this. Just listen. Let your Christian love be unhypocritical always turning in horror from what is evil. And what is evil is anything that does not benefit the body of Christ. Evil is anything that would divide or hurt or hinder the testimony of Jesus. Join yourselves to what is good, to what is beneficial, that can, that's conducive for unity, that is healthy and edifying to the glory of God. Join yourself to that. Spiritual gifts should benefit the body of Christ. They should never be used in such a way to bring discredit on the church. Spiritual gifts should be in submission and supervision and approval of those within the church and leadership. In your brotherly love to one another, be tender and affectionate. Take the lead. Don't wait for somebody else. You do it. Take the lead in showing honor and respect to one another. Well, I'll respect them when they respect me. No, just do it. 
Just get on your knees at the feet of Judas and start washing his feet. Just do it. Leave the rest to God. In earnest diligence, never be lagging behind, but be aglow. Be on fire with the Holy Spirit, rendering service as a slave to the Lord. And by the blessed hope of Jesus' return, His soon coming, keep yourself joyful and cheerful, enduring steadfastly in the time of trouble and persecution, and persevere in your prayer life, constantly devoting yourself to prayer. I might say intimacy with God. Contribute to the needs of the saints, to God's people. Earnestly seek for opportunities to show hospitality. Did you do that tonight? Even when you came in here. Did you earnestly look for needs that are in people that are around you? People that you know are already in need. Did you seek them out? Because perhaps the gift of God's going to work through my life tonight. And the healing and the comfort of the miracle that somebody's been waiting on is going to happen tonight through my life. Bless those who persecute you. Stop cursing them. Bless them. Share the joy of those who rejoice. Share the grief of those who weep. Live in harmony by being like-minded with one another. Don't be high-minded. Don't have a haughty attitude. But associate yourself with the lowly member. Seek to be seen with them. Accept humble duties. Don't consider yourself wise in your own conceited estimation of yourself. The Lord is wise and the Lord is worthy. Be aglow with the Holy Spirit. Be on fire with the Holy Ghost because the Holy Spirit is our only provision to overcome the spirit of fear that is in this world. And you can't tell me that multitudes in the body of Christ are not intimidated and perhaps acting cowardly to a culture that is aggressively in our face telling us what to say. And it is only the Holy Spirit that will give us the authority and the supernatural power to speak words of life. We don't need a response. We need an answer. The Holy Spirit has an answer. And I want to be able to be an instrument where the Holy Spirit can provide an answer through my life. Not just somebody that can give an argument. Maybe put a person in their place. I don't want to put a person in their place. I'd rather put a person at the table of the Lord. I'd rather put them into the kingdom of God. I'd rather win them than lose them. And so I pray that you would allow yourself to be moved by God. You know if this is aflamed in you or not. You know if you're cold or not. I believe there's a word about barrenness or weariness and God's going to bring us out. How is he going to bring you out? What's the chariot of God? 
has to be the Holy Spirit. And He's here tonight. He's here tonight to bring us out of timidity and cowardice. He's here to give us the courage of the King and to represent a glorious kingdom that cannot be shaken or overcome. There's no power on earth like the power of a church filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I just pray that we would be that. In a moment, Anna Grace is going to share something with us. It's beautiful what God gave her. She was sharing it with me, and I I believe it would be beautiful for us to hear tonight. Um, But I want you to stand with me. I just want to sing that song, Lord, I give you my heart. And, And just if you would, just join me again in worship. Maybe join me in these altars again and just listen. Even when Anna Grace comes up and she just shares this testimony, you can stay in the altars with it. But let's just believe for God right now. Just inflame your mind. Just That means to think, to burn upon the things of God. That the Lord would breathe upon the flames of your heart. Ask the Father right now. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, ask the Father right now, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. You're not going to give me anything evil. If I ask you, you will give me the Holy Spirit. That's your promise. I don't have to be afraid of you, Lord. I don't have to be afraid of receiving something evil. That fear doesn't come from you. That fear comes from the devil to keep me from having what you want me to have. Right now in this room, if you need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, Jesus is the one that does it. Just lift your hands up to the Lord. Just begin to ask him. Ask the Lord to move upon you. And when the Lord moves upon you, don't stop him. Don't hinder him. Don't push that away. Let the tongue come out of you. Let the river flow up out of your belly. And let that river flow because wherever it is, it's going to bring healing. It's going to bring life. And don't you want to be a life giver? Don't you want to be a demonstration of resurrection power? Oh, Father, we just thank you. We seek you tonight. We seek you, Father, and we pray that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit that we would not be a timid people or a cowardly people. But, Father, we would be bold. We wouldn't be crazy and out of control. We wouldn't parade around foolishly. But, Father, that we would we would walk in this world as Jesus did, as a demonstration of your holiness and your power and your glory, God. Father, this world is desperate for the answer, not just a response for healing and for life and for deliverance, something that will expose the darkness. You are that one, Lord. You are that one. 